0: Welcome to the Lead Upward Podcast, Episode 2. Hello and welcome to the Lead Upward Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ayler. This is the show where we discuss the skills you can use today to improve your tomorrow. Today we're talking about three reasons why change is necessary for success. So let's get started. The Lead Upward podcast show notes for this episode can be found at leadupward.com slash zero two. So, are you good at handling change? Or do you hate to change anything? Did you ever wonder if there's a benefit to changing? In today's episode, I'm going to share three reasons why change is necessary if you're going to succeed. Change is one of those things I get really excited about. I like changing things. I like managing change. It's going to happen to all of us and changing things can be scary. And I know some people get scared of change, and they don't really like it very much. So let's dive right in. The three reasons why change is necessary for success is things change all around you all the time. Number one, you have to change to keep up with technology. You know, the people who love change are going to change things. And if you're going to keep up, you have to change also. People who create things and invent things wait for no one They just innovate. I mean, if you just think back four or five years ago when everybody had dumb phones, and now we suddenly have a smartphone. The smartphone can make you feel dumb, but it's a great piece of technology. However, I still know people that use flip phones because they really, really don't want to change to a smartphone. And they're learning the sad lesson that you can't buy flip phones anymore. They're hard to find. And everyone has moved over to the new technology. Peter Drucker had a lesson on this once, talking about technology changing and a series of people trying to stay back with the old technology, and he talked about the buggy whip manufacturers. Would a buggy whip manufacturer start out making buggy whips in 1922, after the automobile had been invented and been around a few years? Probably not. Would a technologist today launch a dial-up internet service? In either case, I really don't know who your customer would be. In the 1920s, there were plenty of buggy whip manufacturers scratching and clawing to keep their business alive and unchanged. Sadly, the automobile had come along, the horse and buggy was a thing of the past, roads were starting to get built, and the need for a buggy whip became less and less every year. Until now, buggy whips are a rarity. They're something that's purchased for a hobby. Or, maybe if you're an Amish family, you have a buggy whip yet but that is a very, very, very small client base. That's a pretty good niche market, I guess, if you wanted to sell buggy whips on the internet. Of course, you'd have to find Amish people who had computers. Peter Drucker summed this topic up nicely. He said, by asking yourself every few years, if we weren't doing what we do now, would we want to start doing it? And if the answer is probably not, then maybe it isn't the right thing to do any longer. You may not like technology, but you will need to learn to use it and you'll have to understand it to some degree to function with it. You don't have to know how the internal combustion engine works to operate a car, but you better know how to drive. The same thing goes with a smartphone. You only have to know that it's a phone and that it has some functions and you're going to have to learn how to drive it. So number two in this list, accomplishing goals. If you set a goal to achieve something, then you're going to have to change. Goals require change just by their nature. The one exception is is if you have the goal to stay the same. You know, goals should cause you to stretch your boundaries and go beyond what you're currently doing, which requires change. If your goals are not stretching your boundaries, then why set them? Think about your goals for this year. Do they require a change? If so, what kind of changes do they require? And what changes have you made so far? Number three, personal and business growth. Healthy things grow, and growing things change. That was said by James Ryle, by the way, if you want to look that up. But growing a business requires change. If healthy things grow, and growing things change, one could make the logical extension that things that do not change are not growing, and things that are not changing or growing may be dead. So think about a seed in a garden. A seed changes into a plant. A plant changes when it blossoms. The blossoms become fruit. And when the plant stops changing, it's dead. So if your business is growing or you're trying to grow your business and you're not having regular change, you may want to check and see if your business is still alive. From a philosophical standpoint, you know, your story is never complete until your life ends. Think of the number of movies you've watched that had an unexpected twist at the end. Your life is much the same way. There are people that go their whole lives with little success. And later in life, find out they become wildly successful from work they had done over the previous years. One example of this I can think of is Duncan Hines. You may be familiar with this name if you've ever eaten cake from a cake mix. Duncan Hines was a traveling salesman. He traveled around the nation selling items and he stayed in a lot of different hotels and ate a lot of food establishments and restaurants around the country. When Duncan was 55 years old, he decided to publish a guidebook, kind of like what we would consider a travel guide today, that listed out hotels and restaurants that were known to have really good impeccable service. He even listed ones that didn't have such great service, just so travelers would know where to stay. One bit of irony, Duncan Hines actually reviewed the Sanders Court and Cafe, which, if you recognize that name, happened to be owned by Harlan Sanders another person who started late in life and developed Kentucky Fried Chicken and turned it into a multi-billion dollar corporation. Duncan Hines worked for the next 18 years building up his business and eventually sold off the rights to his name when he was age 73 to the people who make the Duncan Hines cake mixes. Duncan Hines, when he died, had a massive sum of money that he left to his estate and to his wife at that time. You know, Duncan Hines could have just said at age 55, I think I'll retire. Think of what he would have missed out on. Think of it this way. You could be 55 years old, 10 years from retirement, start a business, and become wildly successful from a product or service you develop. It's never too late to get started. However, you will have to make some changes to make that happen. There are many people who want to change, but they'll never take the initiative. Overcoming your own personal resistance to change is your first step if you want to succeed. And now for today's quote. Today's quote is, The clock is running. Make the most of today. Time waits for no man. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. It's a pretty funny little quote with a very nice play on words. Unfortunately, in this internet age, most of these quotes get misattributed. I've seen this one a few times on Facebook, attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt, several different authors, and even anonymous. One of the best versions of it I saw was on YouTube in Kung Fu Panda. Now, they only used part of the quote, but it sounded like this. You are too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying. Yesterday is History. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. This quote was actually said by Alice Morris Earle, who lived from 1851 to 1911. She was an American historian and an author from Worcester, Massachusetts. Wrapping us up today. The three reasons change is necessary for success are you need to change to keep up with technology, you need to change to accomplish your goals, and you need to change to have personal and business growth. Sometimes change can be scary. Sometimes change can be different. Sometimes change can bite you in the butt. I have some bonus material here in relation to changes I made to my website. And even for those of us who love change, sometimes change can be a real pain in the butt, and it can bite you in the butt. So, give this a listen, and then we'll wrap things up. Sometimes change is forced. Recently, Google announced that they're going to start changing the way they rank and list websites that are not mobile-friendly. Now, my website was mobile-friendly from the start, but it wasn't as mobile-friendly as it could be. So I decided I'll just change themes. I'll pick out the latest, greatest theme that has all the features I want and get the site as mobile-ready as it could possibly be for all of Google's changes. However, change can sometimes bite you in the butt. Yesterday, I decided I was going to change out the theme on my website. It's a simple five-minute install, or so they say. And I installed it, and it looked awesome. Of course, about 15 minutes later, I realized it broke about three quarters of the functions on the website. So, I spent about three additional hours researching, looking, finding, tracking down problems, chasing down solutions, looking for other things that I can do. I changed back to the original theme on the website, and then I went through and made a list of all the things that I would need to do to perform this said five minute upgrade. All in all, it took me about four and a half hours of research and about another three hours of time to put into the website to make the functions work correctly. Now I have a cool new theme. It looks neat. It works the way it's supposed to. But that little change cost me a lot of time. You get to a point eventually in small changes where you've sunk enough cost into it, both in time and money, that you have to persevere all the way through it. Eventually, I got all the way through everything and the new website is up and running. Stop by and check it out at leadupward.com. And let me know what you think of it. That's it for now. If you have any comments, please visit our website at leadupward.com and leave your comments on the show notes. And now for the fine print. All of the resources and links mentioned on the Lead Upward podcast, along with an episode list, can be found at leadupword.com slash podcast. While you're on our website, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, think about where you can lead to make your life better.